Recorded live. And welcome everyone. I've slightly shortened the intro. Um, I was having issues with, uh, for some reason, my voice distorting when I played an intro. And, uh, well, there you go. This is Dave AC. This is the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. This is episode 152. We're joined in the room by Dwight. You're most welcome to listen in. And you can always call in if you wish to make a comment. You will come in muted, but I do unmute people that stay, especially if they've been active in chat, and I know that they're interested in the topic. The call number to phone in, which is uh, free as far as talk to you is concerned, just check your own dialing plan, is 724-444-7444. You can use some sort of SIP agent to come in using 66 dot two one two sorry at sixty six dot two one two dot one three four dot one nine two um this is a podcast uh big and fruity is its shortened name but the long full name is the big and fruity wine podcast and it's mainly myself talking about uh, my favorite types of wine which are nearly always a red wine uh, today's call has a strap line as usual and the strap line is uh, Law, News, Wine and Climate. Rather a lot fit in today, but that's because we uh, ran out of time last week and I rolled over some of the uh, things that I was going to talk about, some of the things that are being put forward as UK law to combat what some people in society feel is something where the nation's health is suffering. And um, as usual with government people, uh, they usually have uh, two methods of uh, dealing with this. They either uh, put tougher sentences in, or they tax it. And the UK is one of these governments that prefers the method of taxing. I do know, by the way, this is completely going off topic, uh, but I always do that. Um, in America, I was watching a program, and it was to do with uh, uh, prisoners, and I couldn't believe that in the USA, there's something like 2 million people incarcerated uh, for the way that they tackle things. And I don't believe for one minute that uh, Americans are any less law-abiding than others. Of course, they do have a large population. But it does seem to be that um, certain governments always seem to have different ways of uh, dealing with the strategy. In the UK, we tend to throw taxes at them. Anyway, what about that? That's a long preamble. Let me tell you that every time I do this call, I do have a wine to hand, and today is no exception. I put the URL of the Twitter pick into the room. Anybody who joins the room in the pro client will be able to see the links that I've already put in. I put in the Big and Fruity Twitter account. I put in the uh, Facebook page for Big and Fruity. I've even put in the WordPress site, which is bigandfruity.wordpress.com, and uh, I've now put in the link. Uh, I don't seem to use Twitpick any longer. I'm not in fact sure what its status is. I know it's been bought out, so I've just used a little photo image when you post a tweet. Unfortunately, that although it works very well indeed, it 
two things it doesn't do. It doesn't really give me a count of how many people have viewed that image, and it doesn't give me an easy URL to read out. But we'll give it a go. It's at twitter.com forward slash big and fruity forward slash status forward slash 524-647-636-293-660672 forward slash photo forward slash one and I shall not be repeating that as always I try and mention that we do Suggest that people who want to check the links that I put in, go to Google, put in Chat Grabber, find Chat Grabber. Once you get to Chat Grabber, you put in this call series ID number, double one double two seven two, and then search down on the drop down link for episode, in this case, 152, and you'll see all the links that I put in during the course of the call. Okay, well, there is an image of the wine. And it reveals the identity of the wine. Uh, yes, a picture's worth a thousand words. It is uh, Nostra Nobles. It's a Spanish wine from the uh, southern Mediterranean region called Priorat. That's P-R-O-I. Sorry, let me say that again. P-R-I-O-R-A-T. It's from 2009. It's a rather strong wine, 14.5%. And it would... B, if it was a Rioja, it would uh, have um, the fact that it would be classed as a Reserva because this wine um, has spent 12 months in French oak and it's 2009, but it's actually only been available uh, in the supermarkets or in wine merchants for a few months because, of course, uh, after the 12 months in oak, it's usually kept to the 12 to 18 months in the bottle before it goes on general sale. So it's not a wine that's been hanging about. It's a wine that's taken nearly three years to come to market. And there you have it, 14.5%. It's a blended wine, by the way. Let me just read a little bit from the back before we have a little smell and a little taste. Um, it's uh, blended from three grapes, and um, it is, um, and usually, by the way, the grape varietal, whichever one is named first, is the one that has the largest percentage in the wine. So it's Grenache, then Carrigan, then Cabernet Sauvignon, or Sauvignon, uh, and that's the order. Uh, but checking up on uh, one of the sites, it is actually 70% Grenache. Uh, Grenache gives a lot of dark fruit. Grenache is often added to other wines. It's a, a, a grape that's used for blending. But it's actually one that I actually enjoy when you can now, in the last 10 years, buy more wines where you can get 100% Grenache wine, uh, um, sometimes called Grenache in Spain. It's 25% Carrigan and just 5% of the Cabernet Sauvignon. And... Um, 14.5%, that's quite a healthy uh, wine. Sometimes this wine, the Priorot region, gets overlooked by some of the other main areas in um, Spain. <clears throat> there are at least 20, if not 50, smaller appellations around Spain that have their own uh, uh, wines that they're well known. I'm well known for drinking the Riocas. So this is somewhat of a, a, a divergence for me. So... Let me uh, 
have a smell. And it's got, actually, it's got a very promising, it's got almost, it's almost got a Christmas, oh, I shouldn't have mentioned that word now. It's almost like a swear word. It's almost got like a Christmas pudding smell. It's the, a little bit of the alcohol, the high alcohol coming through, but we've got promise of dark fruits, plum and jammy fruits on the nose, but a very rich, so you have a very rich fruit cake or a Christmas pudding that's that's uh, had a little bit of alcohol rubbed into it. So let's have a taste. Mmm. Wow, there's a bit of power there. Now, some people may find this a little strong for them. They may find that um, this is a little bit heavy going. Um, not for me. It is uh, absolutely beautiful. But I will say one thing. This is absolutely a wine that you would perhaps not do yourself any favours, given the other things I'm going to be talking about today. You would not be giving yourself any favours if you tried to drink the whole bottle in one evening. This is definitely something that Ian, even Ian, the Six Doctor, my co-host on the Colton Collective, could manage to last two nights. So that's Nostra Nobilis, 2009, from the Priorat region, that's in uh, southern, the Mediterranean, near the Mediterranean coast in Spain. And um, let me uh, just, uh, let me get rid of that link. Uh, what I try and do when I'm doing this is to um, get rid of um, the links as I display them. That's the only way I can keep track of where I'm going. Let me go to a couple of sites that have got a little bit of information about these wines. Um, one is uh, the decanter, www.decanter.com. And huh, would you believe it? I do. Hey, do believe it? The word Christmas appears again. Yes, uh, that's probably what put it into my mind. Actually, in an article that was written at the end of last year, um, the decanter uh, are talking about this. So it's, it, it must have been out a few months, but it's definitely uh, a good. 36 months before it came to market and that is um, 30 top Christmas wines under £20. <clears throat> and uh, Dwight, thank you very much, has provided some information that I was uh, scratching around for a moment ago. Yes, um, uh, Twitpick is officially dead. Uh, the buying offer they had fell through. Thank you for that. Um, it caused me a little trouble really because it was such an easy way for me to uh, put uh, images in. I did have a look at some of my old Twitpig images and they still seem to be available. I'm just hoping they all don't get wiped out because I refer to them quite a lot in past episodes. Anyway, thank you for that. So we're on this page and so that if you go to Google, put in decanter.com and put in the title of this article, um, 30 top Christmas wines under 20. Oh, and it's part two. Uh, we haven't got the name of an author for this, so it's one of their, um, obviously, their um, online uh, writers. Uh, let's see what they say. They give it 16.5 points out of 20, 88 out of 100 points, uh, and uh, this is where it mentions the percentages of 70, 25, and 5% of those three great varietals. Um, and it hails from one of Priorot's oldest producers. Earthy, charcoal-tinged, dark fruits and currants on the nose. Uh, 
and exhibit the character, uh, which is the usual character of prior up. It's a wine with an attractive purity, in addition to plenty of life, shown on the palate of pure red and dark fruits, with a pinch of coconut. Mm. Let me have another taste. I'm not sure where they're getting that from. I think what they might be referring to is if you get like a Christmas pudding or a very rich cake, you have dried and desiccated fruits. So they may be just thinking of that element of it, those sort of jellied fruits that you get in cakes, which <clears throat> reminds me also on the label, it does give them food matching here. Um, oh, let me just continue on. The grapes are hand-picked and then carefully selected before a traditional vinification. The wine is then aged for 12 months in French oak barrels. Um, it will go well with roast meats and all Mediterranean-style cuisine. Uh, it's nearly 11 units of alcohol if you were to drink the whole bottle, so certainly um, one large glass of this is two and a half alcoholic units. Even the uh, 175, which is now classed as a medium glass of wine, is, is almost two units of alcohol. Um, so that's just some of the information. I don't try and read all that comes on that page. Uh, by the way, the price I paid for this was £6.89. So to convert that into American currency, that's getting on for, well, it's a different, the exchange rate's just moved a little bit, but it's about $11.50. But again, UK taxes are slightly higher on alcohol, so I would imagine you probably get this for $9.99, uh, just under the 10 or around the $10 mark in the States. And uh, we've got another uh, link here. This is from a UK uh, uh, online magazine related to a paper called the Bristol Post. Isn't that funny? I was only in Bristol on a commentary earlier. Uh, welcome, visitor. Um, this is Dave AC. You're listening to the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Uh, this is a uh, live call. Uh, just as I explained to the other caller in the room, or the other person in the room, um, I'm no expert on wine, but I do like to talk about red wines, and that is what Big and Fruity is. It's Big and Fruity Wine Podcast, and I have put some links in the room. If you are not in the pro client, you won't see the ones, but I put in the image of the wine that I'm drinking at the moment, and uh, I shall, just for your benefit, remind you that I do have a Twitter account for the show Big and Fruity, and uh, there's a Facebook account and a WordPress account, bigandfruity.wordpress.com. Okay, well, um, uh, let me just uh, go back to this page. Yes, I was talking, this is from the Bristol Post, and I was only talking about that from a dot two commentary that was done that part of it was filmed in Bristol. So there's a little bit of a connection with my other podcast I do with Ian Sick Doctor and on the commentaries with Mike Randall Thor. Anyway, uh, the link I've just put in the room is um, are about to put in the room. Let me get that one again. I think I uh, had to jump when I noticed that uh, we had a new person in text chat. So let me make sure I've got this link thoroughly in the room. Remember, chat grabber can be used to get these links later. So this is the Bristol Post. Again, 
easiest way to do is to go to Google and put Wine of the Week Nostra Nobilis Priorat 2009 by Venue. And this was also posted in September of last year. So as I said, although it's 2009, the wine itself has only been on the market a year because, of course, being kept in oak barrels for 12 months and then a further 18 months in bottle before going out to retailers. So um, there's an information on here about um, uh, the area uh, that relates to this uh, wine. If there is a wine-producing region of Spain with a claim to rival Rioja for prestige, it's probably Priorat. That's spelled P-R-I-O-R-A-T. A remote enclave of ancient vineyards in the Catalonia region of Spain. Priorat, like Rioja, was badly affected by the uh, Philoxera, I think that's how you pronounce it, outbreak of 1899, uh, but due to isolation was not replanted. Rescue finally came in the 1980s when a group of young winemakers decided to revive the region. The wines have rapidly earned a cult status, but can be expensive. Well, are expensive here, but as I said, this one is not that expensive. Um, this uh, one is available from Asda. Now that can be uh, called Walmart in the United States, um, and it's usually um, it says 750 here. I paid slightly cheaper than that. I've got a feeling I might have got 25% off, so it may well be really uh, a wine that's probably a, a $12 wine. It's lovely and gamey, dense red wine from a mix of Grenache, Carrigan grapes with the toasty, oaky, pitchy, pitchy, savoury briar fruits and a hefty 14.5% of alcohol. So again, more information there, but I'm just going to read that. And then I'm going to go to uh, the wiki page, and we will soon be finishing talking about the wine because we're almost at the 20-minute mark. And today's topic is said, Law, News, Wine and Climate. And I spent 20 minutes on the wine at hand. So this is wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash priorat underscore and then in brackets doq bracket and that's the um, the denomination the origin the qualification uh, in other words it's the uh, Spanish method sorry for my pronunciation there so there are 11 municipalities in this region and um, this is um, one of the only two wine regions in Spain to qualify for the DOCA, which is the highest level of qualification for a wine region according to the Spanish wine regulations. And the other one, of course, as mentioned before, was uh, and is Rioja. Um, and uh, on, the, on that page, the link that I put in the room, there's a, there's a map showing uh, Spain. This is right near the southern tip of Spain. And um, it mentions all the different grapes uh, grown there. Um, and again, uh, I don't really want to read all that. I really want to point you to that information. But just to say that Priorat had uh, nearly 1,800 hectares. That's um, uh, nearly 4,500 acres of vineyards. Um, and most of that, 96%, is planted with red varietal grapes. So that is really 
interesting to me, who is a red wine drinker. And again, I'm going to move off that link because I don't want to spend too much time on on that as we are at the 20-minute mark. So I'm going to have a little sip of my wine, uh, gather myself, and we're going to cover some of the things. Now, the reason why I've got a, quite a few news items this week is because some of them were held over, as I said, from last week. So a little sip. And here we um, go. <clears throat> now, I mentioned that um, one of the ways in the UK, uh, because like this wine I'm drinking is 14.5%, they're talking about trying to get people to drink less. Now, it does infuriate me somewhat because they will say that the, the recommended uh, number of alcoholic units for a man uh, is something like... Um, uh, four to five units a day and no more than about 20, 22 units a week. And then they will say, you know, they will then show a film item and it will show people absolutely staggering what we call blathered out of their minds on a Friday night in city centres. These are people that have drunk not four or five units, they've drunk 10, 15, 20 units in a happy hour for a very short period of time. It does amaze me that they show that because the indication is that they see uh, on the screen, people watching, see on the screen, people absolutely staggering about, collapsing in piles, uh, unfortunately young ladies as well, and think, oh, anything more than five units and that's going to happen to me. Now, these people have absolutely gone, uh, you know, way over the top, probably had quite a few drinks before they even uh, left home, and then head for the uh, the pubs uh, early in the evening, 7 o'clock, to catch happy hour where they can sort of buy a drink for just a pound, uh, you know, just a little over a dollar, $1.50, rather than its standard charge later in the evening, which will be a good double that amount. Okay, the first news link I'm going to read from then relates to that, and it's um, from the BBC, and um, the URL is www.bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash 2946885 and the title of the item is Drug Recommended to Cut Drink Dependence. Now, I'm sorry, but um, it does seem rather strange to me to get people off what is they consider to be a drug, you give them another drug. And as they always say in the medical circles, all drugs have side effects. So the reasoning to me seems a little bit suspect. Anyway, it says, um, uh, this was an article on the 3rd of October 2014, drug recommended to help cut drink dependence. Um, a pill designed to reduce alcoholic consumption was among, among problem drinkers looks set to be made available to the NHS patient patients in England and Wales. It's already available in Scotland, uh, costing just over £3 a tablet. That's $5 a tablet. It is already prescribed in Scotland. Now, when you think that these people are drinking, and let's go to another Doctor Who reference, drinking something like White Lightning, Cheap Cider, or Alka Pops, um, basically, the cost of that tablet, they can probably get uh, more than enough alcohol that they would need. Um, 
it does seem strange. Anyway, um, let me read. If this receives final approval, it will be made available on the NHS in England and Wales. Northern Ireland will review this final guidance before making a decision. Uh, we are pleased to be able to recommend the use of this uh, NAMIL file to support people further in their efforts to fight alcoholic dependence. Uh, the World Health Organization, and it goes to restate these limits again, um, defines high alcoholic consumption as drinking more than seven and a half units per day for men and more than five. So that's not the recommended, that's classed as high. For men, this is three pints of beer or cider at 5% strength. So if the man finishes work on a Friday, goes to the pub, and over a few hours has three pints of uh, drink before going home, uh, going to get some supper on the way home, he's classed as um, a high-dependency person. Uh, that seems a rather uh, strict limit to me, but what do I know? I'm just a person who's uh, probably beyond the pale compared to some of the people that they consider. All right, I'm going to go to another news item, and that is, um, and this uh, actually frightened me even more, uh, but I'll include it. This is actually a page that's designed to give advice to young adults or students. So it's www.bbc.co.uk forward slash radio one forward slash advice forward slash fact file underscore AZ. Not AZ, AZ, alcohol underscore booze. And it, the idea is it's in a very um, jazzy looking page supposed to appeal so that younger people will read it. And um, let's see what it says. Alcohol is a big issue in the UK. Some start drinking too young. Others drink too much. If you're going to drink, you should know about the effects and how it makes you feel. You should also be prepared to meet the hangover. Okay, and it goes on to the health effects. So let's just read a little bit about that. I'm not going to read it all. Um, drinking alcohol also increases your chances of having an accident of some sort or doing stuff you'll regret the next day. Stick with your mates who will look out for you. Alcohol is the most common uh, date rape drug. So, I mean, to me, they're getting very serious in... Well, let me finish this paragraph first. Be very wary of getting drunk with someone that you don't know very well. Alcohol can be addictive. If you drink regularly, you will build up a tolerance to it and um, you will need uh, more uh, to get the same effect. Then you will really have direct withdrawals with it. And we've just been joined by a guest in the room. And we'll allow text chat in a moment, guest four. Just let me continue where I am. But thank you for joining the Vegan Fruity. We've been going about 27 minutes and just reading some of the news items here in the UK, which is talking about the fact that they feel as though um, too many people are overindulging with alcohol and some of the advice that's being given out. And I've just commented, not that I think this advice is uh, particularly misguided, but they do seem to lump people who, to me, appear to be modest drinkers alongside those people who get absolutely blathered, to use the vernacular, um, 
and they, there seems to be very little distinguishing things to that. This side I'm reading from the BBC News uh, UK page uh, is uh, aimed at younger people. And what is also slightly frightening to me on this page, and Dwight, who's been with me a little bit longer in this call, may have this page open, is it then has categories on other things that may affect younger people, and that is um, um, drinking drugs, bullying, studying work in your body, and so on. So um, have a look at that page yourself. I have put the link in the room once. I'll put it in the link again as Dwight leaves us. Thank you for staying with me for nearly half an hour. So those are uh, new uh, items, are things that are ongoing here in the UK. And there's one more I want to take about alcohol and uh, uh, things that are afoot to actually reduce consumption. Again, from the BBC New... And these are items I was going to talk about last week, but didn't get round to them. And this is uh, bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash 294-33130. Again, use um, Google to find BBC News minimum unit price 50 times more effective than alcohol floor price. <clears throat> and this is an item about saying uh, and referring to when I was talking about white lining and alcohol pops, not to say that they are bad uh, uh, products in their own right, but younger people uh, with a limited budget seem to gravitate towards them because they get a high alcohol hit for a low price. And um, there's been a great movement to have a minimum price per alcoholic unit. So <clears throat> because of the time, I'm just going to mute a moment. Sorry, I just wanted to have a little drink of water there. Um, uh, I'm going to leave that for people to read on. Uh, let me just also say to guests for that um, I, have, I do have a wine to hand. It's a Spanish wine from the Priorot region. It's Nostra Nobles 2009. It would be classed as a reserve of wine, having spent 12 months in oak. It's a blended wine of three grapes. 14.5% uh, by alcohol, and it's about a $12 wine. Okay, I'm going to leave that now and cover up some of the other things that I wanted to cover. And um, here is uh, one from an American, just to show that it's not just in the UK, um, but this is related in a way, and this is from, let me just put the link in the room, winetimes.co um, and this is <clears throat> ynmag.com um, people severely underestimate or lie about how much they drink so let me just read this uh, our little part of it um, and this was on the 29th of September 2014 written by one of their feature writers doesn't name the writer one of the enduring mysteries of alcohol research is that when you tally up all the booze that people report consuming when they are surveyed about their drinking habits, it rarely adds up to even half of all the alcohol sold. So either we pour half of the liquor we purchase 
into the sea and we intentionally lie about it. And this was a piece of research that they did. And one way that they found is a method. A great question is a smart twist. They asked people a more immediate question. How many drinks did you have yesterday? This method is useful for detecting underreporting because of the improbabilities it reveals. For example, if 50% of the people who say they drank once a month acknowledged drinking yesterday, then one can infer that this group is severely underreporting their consumption. If they were truly a once a month drinker, only 3% of those people polled would acknowledge drinking on that particular random day selected for the day of the month. So using some sort of um, mathematics, they can work that actually people are uh, vastly under-acknowledging the amounts of wine they're drinking. So that's winetimes.co and people severely underestimating a lie about how much they drink. Again, um, for the people on the call, as those ladies, I know it seems as though I leave some of these topics hanging, but I am uh, relating to these pages and their information, and I want you to go and um, check uh, that out yourself. Right, well, I do have a number of other items, but looking at the the time, I'm actually going to... Um, talk about them i think next week because they all relate to a similar topic they're all related to english or uk wine so i'm going to do that next week i'm just going to check and see if um oh yes there's one link i didn't put in and that was the actual wine company that produced the wine that i am drinking and um <clears throat> Probably because I was a bit afraid to try and pronounce it. But the company, or the merchants that um, uh, put out this wine are La Perla del Prero. And they've got a um, online presence. It's in more than one language. It's uh, forward, uh, double slash and then it's E-N, which means the English. La Perla del and I'm sorry, that's all one word, forward slash, uh, dot com forward slash products with ES on the end. So um, this is, again, definitely one you'll need to go to use Chat Grabber to get the URL. And um, it uh, talks about some of the other wines that they produce. And um, it, although it does mention this, um, the Nostra wines, it uh, mentions their 2005, which will, of course, be their Grand Reserve um, red wine, although it does say Reserva on the site, uh, which is made mainly from the Grenache grape. So I'm going to leave that at that point. And next week, um, I'm going to cover uh, about four or five pages that I've been uh, leaving, and they are all to with UK wine industry and um, we'll leave them to next week. So thank you guest for uh, sorry for uh, leaving you uh, unable to chat for the moment but we are at the end of today's call. If you join us a little bit earlier next week I will uh, allow text chat. That's uh, the Big and Fruity Wine podcast call ID 112272 
and we start at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Um, although for me in the UK next week, and those people listening to this call in the UK next week, instead of being 10 p.m., it will be 9 because here in the UK we come off summertime prior to they do in the United States. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for my two guests during the course of the call. And I'm going to play my uh, Charles outro pod save music and say thank you for listening to episode five uh, one five two. And I'll be back next week talking uh, with some news more about the English wine market. Bye for now.